The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? We're getting to the end of summer. We are. And we absolutely can't go a summer without having a Mai Tai. That's true. (laughs) Actually, I'm so looking forward to this drink. Yeah, it's interesting because I've had Mai Tais before, and there are versions that have juice in them. Yes. Like orange juice or pineapple juice. But I went and got a classic recipe. The juice it has is lime juice. That's it. Yeah. But there's no juice in it. Right. It's just all these different colored rums and the way they mix together makes it look like yeah. it is. It's pretty much. It's really like drink. knock you on your ass. Yeah. It's a pint of rum. Yeah. Is what it is. So to make these, you put a lot of ice in the glass because it's a lot of alcohol and melts a lot of the ice yeah. and you need the melt factor to help. But it's an ounce and a half of light rum. Okay. An ounce and a half of gold rum. So that's three ounces. Two ounces of triple sec. Five ounces. But I want to tell you what I did instead. We ran out of triple sec. We had Contro. Okay. So Contro is really bitter. Stronger. And it's stronger. So I only used half. So I used an ounce Ounce of Contro Contro and an ounce and a half of simple syrup with it. because To balance it. Yeah, to balance it. And then half an ounce of Amaretto and an ounce of dark rum. So there's three, four, five, six and a half. Six and a half ounces of alcohol. It's huge drink. We're going to be fucked up. Yeah. And remember, I made these in smaller glasses with an ice ball or something. I think it's crazy that we're, we need this much room. No, for I don't think so. I think we did it in here. Did we? I can't remember. Very well, well, and this is what I, I want us to taste this because we've we've had a different Mai Tai that's been incredibly good. Yeah. That's really amazing. Doesn't that taste like I have juice in it? It literally tastes like there's soda or some kind of cola in it. Cola or... A, a pineapple a, juice or something. Pineapple juice. Yeah, but it's not. The fizziness like pineapple yeah. juice. Yeah. It's really amazing. Isn't that great? Mm. And it's refreshing, so it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what a Mai Tai should taste like, you know? Right. Not the sweet, syrupy kind of thing that you get in Hawaii. Right. I will say this. I think we got spoiled yeah. when we made the last generation of Mai Tais because I had gone to a rum plantation in Hawaii. and brought back some a, really great rum. Yeah, and I brought back some chocolate cocoa rum and just yeah. some really just beautiful bottles beautiful flavor and if i remember the name i'll i'll post in the notes later but we got an order from them (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it
The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. So this is chapter 12 of the beauty series. Mm -hmm. And this chapter is called Serving Maid. And just the context is that she's just come out of the prince's bedroom. This is like maybe the next day. Yeah. You sort of get the feeling. So she's back at the grooming hall. Yeah. Time Mm -hmm. has passed, right? Yeah. And they start to groom her. And, you know, I mean, this is the sort of slave fantasy, right? Like, you get adorned with jewels. I know. I thought about that, too, because I remember, you know, being a slave when I was considering that whole thing. I was thinking, oh, like, be a table all the time or whatever. But I think what a lot of submissives are looking for is to let go and be taken care of. Yeah. And that means... If you take care of me at this kind of concentrated level, then I'm your slave. Yes. yes. And then I'm going to do all these things because I'm motivated too. It's a, it's a little bit transactional in people's head Yeah. Um, because they're looking for a stereotype might be, I'm looking to be a 24 seven live in slave or, yes. you know, I'm going to live there. So I'm not going to work unless he wants me to work, but right. it's not like I need to work right. to keep the roof and the lights on and that kind of thing. Right. So it takes away that stress. And so you have a place to live, basically. And then you get fed and you have to do chores, maybe. But that's like doing your keep to have your place. And that's a transaction of some kind. However, then because that context is being met by both people, then they're free to explore DS in that slave zone. And so, so this is a fantasy. And it's weird because... This is actually, I think, a fantasy of the actual author. Yes. Because we already know she's a princess. So before she even got this whole capturing, I mean, I know she was asleep because she ate the poison apple. But before that, she's a fucking princess. She has servants (laughs) all over her taking care of her. She didn't have to do anything, right? Right. So here she is in the hall and she thinks, well, if they take care of me, I can just do whatever they're asking me. It's it's actually a flip-flop, right? But that often in a teenager's zone makes people intrigued. And so that's what I'm noticing right now is that it's a double whammy on the same idea, which means probably it's the author's sentiment. And it is to be objectified as a thing, but cared enough to be adorned and beautified so that you're this thing, but you're beautiful. So it really adds to people's confidence. I really think people want that. I think the key word though is objectified. Right. So she's adorned with like nipple clamps and chains. Whatever and people thought was pleasing. And thing, and, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And then they take her into this room where the lords and ladies are playing cards. Yeah. And she's suddenly on display. And, and she's, she doesn't know why she's there. She's really there to serve the wine. Yeah. She's basically there as a servant, right? Yeah. A maid servant. Right. But she's aware of this woman in the room. Lady Juliana. Lady Juliana. That's right. And she's kind of competitive with her. Well, like, she's jealous. Lady Juliana, she's playing with the prince. She's like, yeah, hooking up with the prince. And so she, I mean, you know how this is. These young teenage, young 20-year-olds, yeah. 
they're playing chess at the mm-hmm. time because this is supposed to be like, yes, medieval-ish time. So they're playing chess or different card games and Lady Giuliani is playing chess with him, which yeah. I think Beauty is kind of torqued by that because she feels she's a kind of a sharp person. Right. So she feels there's a smartness, a sapiosexuality going on there that makes That's her right. feel defensive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that lines up with the author too. Yeah. She's a sapio. Yeah. And... Then, you know, she gets close to her. And what is really weird is what I understand the relationship is the prince and Lady Giuliana are friends. Yes. They're peers. They're friends. They're peers. And that truly, I think Lady Giuliana is gay. Mm -hmm. So they're friends. But Beauty doesn't know. She thinks they're past lovers or current lovers. Right. There's jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. So when Beauty comes over after she's delivered wine to all these people on display and been objectified. She has this love-hate relationship with Lady Giuliani. She doesn't know her truly yet, and so she hates her. And then when she comes forth and Lady Giuliani strokes her hair and gives her compliments and, you know, kind of mentions to the prince, like, give me an hour with her, you know, and is nurturing in a motherly way. Well, some some feminine. Some feminine motherly way, though. Brushing hair is very age play. Okay. And so... Beauty is like finding herself, I hate being with this woman serving her. And then she finds herself melt into that nurturing need, that need yeah. she The Russian came later. So before that happened, in the card room, Queen showed up. And when the Queen showed up, all of a sudden, Beauty is like thrust into display again. And the Queen slaps her hard on the breast and is like really sort of picking at the prince for having her. Yeah. You know, and... The queen sentences her to the bridal trail, but we don't know what that is. Yeah. And so then the prince and Lady Juliana take her back to the prince's chambers. Now, the thing that I thought was interesting about that Well, moment, and it wasn't the prince's chambers. It ended up being the study. True, right. But what I thought it was interesting about that moment was he hurried her along in a way that was angry. And I don't understand the anger, right? I thought, well, that's odd. They're just going to her apartment or whatever. I think he was mad that... The queen had demanded he send her back to the hall, of the, the slaves hall. Because he had begged yeah. her yeah, yeah. and not to do that. And the queen was already accusing him of a treasonous thing called passion, you know, <laughs> with your slaves. So, right. so, and he kind of shared with Lady Giuliani, like a friend, like a dude to a dude yeah. kind of thing would do and say, hey, I really dig this girl. Yeah. And I don't really want her to be used by everybody else. I would personally just tie her up to my bedpost and keep her there and whip her and enjoy every breath and, and gas. make her my wife. Yeah. And then he later said that I'd yeah. make her my wife. And yeah. so there was a lot of like, it was like a big deal for beauty to hear that. And then a big deal for Lady Jolene because they have a friendship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, what was interesting about that whole experience was beauty's, emotional experience through it like she was really confronting being a slave versus being in love versus feeling not enough right mm-hmm. she kept referring to herself as nothing she said that said several times right and so you know she's got this princess context and she's recognizing that she's really not a princess in this place very quickly because yeah. she made some comment like you know what was me why yeah, is this me, happening right? yeah. to me 
And she says, because I'm, a, she self-proclaims, right. I'm a princess, right. you know, like her status. Right. And then she looks around and she remembers all of these slaves. All the slaves. These aren't common people. These are all princes and princesses. And she actually asks herself, I wonder if they're having the same conversation. Yeah. 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 So she's. She's contemplating she's her circumstances. She's contemplating her own circumstances, yeah. existence. Yeah. Interesting. You know. So we get a, a little bit of a glimpse into the conversation about what's next for her, which is the bridal trail. Mm. And there's something about Lady Juliana talking to the prince about riding next beside to her, her, beside her. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Like I'm thinking, because this is this kind of book and I know you, I'm thinking that this is the next step into what becomes pony play. Yes. Yeah. So... She doesn't really know what she's in for, and she is worrying about this. So this is when Juliana is brushing her hair, and they're talking, and Juliana says to her, don't fret, because you'll be used hard in the beginning, but that'll make you more pliable later. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the chapter. And, and she said... When they were talking about the bridal trail, she says, don't worry, I'll be with you. Yeah. And the prince says, well, you've got to make it look good. And she goes, don't worry, I will. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So that's there's right. a, yeah. there was a back and forth exchange there, which we want to pay attention to because you can get caught up in the kink part yeah. of this book. And the book changes over time. Yeah. So that's what, this is a part in this area of the book, I started to pay attention to like things I might like to have experience. done or experience. Really? And so... Truly, I'll actually share this. This is going to be funny to you all, but I got here and it got that kind of reaction for me. And then I started to think other things, you know, just my mind started going and it like opened a door for me. And so I immediately was like, I was, of course, excited to read on. But what I did instead is I read over the book all the way to that point again. I went back to the beginning of the book and read it. Oh, really? And the reason is that I felt like during that moment, I had had a awakening or a... Mm an understanding of, of okay. myself. So, let's and say so I went that. back and read it yeah. to see if I missed anything. Like before I was reading with one context yes. and, all, and I didn't have the language at this time, yes. but I was very aware it was happening. Yeah. And I was like, I probably have a different context. I'm going to reread that to see if I missed anything. And did you? And I think I did because I. this is how deeply I was into this type of thing to figure out what was right for me. I knew this was fiction, so yes. I get it. But I was, as I read it, journaling like, well, how did that land for me? How did that chapter land oh, for me? It. Or what came out in that chapter that I was like, because people had told me, well, at first was assigned the book by the online dominant that I was at the time with. But other people, because I talked to other submissives, said that it's really interesting because they go through tons of different kink, tons of different fetishes. And I was so new, I didn't know that some of the stuff I was doing already was kinky or fetishy or whatever. And things I already liked, I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a label. And all of a sudden I started, that woken up. And so I started writing down, like anytime there was a keyword I didn't know, I'd go look it up in FetLife Dictionary or in Urban Chat, right? To get myself more literate on what I was even exploring, to not make assumptions that if I meet up with someone that I feel comfortable with, but it may just be a play session, a scene, not a, not a relationship, you know? I was open to the idea of that, but if I got to that point, I needed to know if it was okay. And that's what I used myself to understand who I was meeting up with. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It really actually is interesting. And so I kind of had keywords I started keying in Uh on when I did searches or talked in chats. And I started to also have, obviously, when you start gaining that knowledge, you start having questions. So I have more questions. Yeah. 
and was trying to go to Reddit and different places to ask questions, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me about this conversation right. is you revealed something that was quite profound, which mm. is that you had a realization when you got to this point that had you go back to read it over again. So my question is, what was that realization? What did I learn in that no, no, rereading? What, no, not the rereading. When you made the choice oh. to go back to reread, like, what did you actually realize? This chapter preface bridal spelled like bridal for a horse yeah i don't know if i had ever heard of that before but i also knew humans are quirky and they do weird things so i couldn't put it out of my mind that people wouldn't dress up like horses i mean that you know people dress up like all kinds of animals on halloween all the time so i was like it's possible i hadn't thought about it in a sexual way so i couldn't even answer if it was something exciting to me or not but when i saw that foreshadowing in the chapter i was like are they gonna race them like race horses or something you know i was trying to figure out in my head i was because the word bridal is spelled like like bridal and a horse Yeah. yeah And so I kind of like went with it. Well, you'll see in the next few yeah. chapters, it, it progresses very quickly. So, sure. it's, so it's not right at this end of this chapter. No, it's, no. it's in the next couple chapters in this area of the book. Yeah. I remember it being like, there were so many layers of fetishes and kinks that were coming out yeah. because obviously they just introduced Lady Juliana, who right. is bisexual maybe right. or lesbian. Right. Okay. And so, Already now we're starting to get other gender profiles, you know, those kind of things, other orientations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're progressing into all these kinks and fetishes. And I felt overwhelmed, mm. like someone who would just never, cons- it wasn't like I wasn't open to it. Half the stuff I was doing, but I didn't have a name for it. Yeah. Right. Plus more that you had right. done. Yeah. Right. And so I just didn't know. Yeah. Interesting. And Fascinating. by writing it down. So when I reread it, yeah. I learned things about the process. Of like, I might have missed something. I didn't hear something because sure, sure. I wasn't there yet. That's yeah, what's yeah. so fascinating to me. I think you encouraged me to read Ethical Slut yes. way early before we did the podcast. But right. before we even interviewed the author, which right. is such a privilege. Okay. So I'm reading it in the context I was at the time as your TPE 24-7 yeah. sub. Right. And what might I get out of it now? I wonder. Reading it now. Because again, my context has shifted. Well, sure. It's I'm still all of, I'm still all of that. Yes. But it shifted. So yes. what are, what would I so this is this is like way beyond cake, but this yeah. is just in general. I encourage people if they've read books that they loved when they were kids and they Ooh, haven't yeah. read them in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, maybe can you imagine the pathways that you could reopen by reading something you read as a child? Or as a young person. Or but as a young I adult. I think this is why parents get smart all of a sudden, even though the kids don't know it, because yeah. we're rereading child books yeah. that B- were read to the us. BFG. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I Good think night, Moon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is interesting because... I've resigned myself to the fairy tale aspect of this book, right? Because I find myself being very judgmental about the circumstances. Yeah, I don't mind that it's fiction. No, I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I struggled with that at the beginning because yeah. I struggled with fiction just in general. Yeah. But what I'm present to, because I'm thinking of it with the view that this is her personal masturbation manual. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> exactly. And so she's writing like stuff she's finding erotic. Right. Yeah. And I can see the eroticism in the adorning of the slave. And I can see the eroticism yeah. in the discipline. I can see the eroticism in the 
ownership and Can the brushing of hair. Yeah. Like adornment comes in many fashions. It and does. I often think, particularly, you know, in our dynamic, yeah. when I pick out panties for you, right? how hot that is because I care enough about you to adorn you. Exactly. I mean, that's really where I see it at yeah. some level. And I get it. It might be different for other people. Sure. So I don't want to block all sissies right. in that group. But because you and I are hedonists and yes. we are on both sides of the slash yeah. and we are at a level of energy exchange yeah. in our interactions, no yeah. matter what they are, then I think we have that latitude. Sure. You know, I think that's no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I like to adorn you up by your earrings. and Oh, I, you do. And I do things with you to, to, because... I love you. And I want you to experience my passion in those ways where you have me with you as you walk through the day. So you know? this has been an interesting phenomenon because it's not like I haven't gotten gifts before I have, right. but I also haven't gotten gifts for the love of my life, which is you. And because I didn't have that context, right? I treated those things a certain way, you know, and very appreciative. I love them, whatever. Right. Okay. Flash forward to now. Like you get me things. And this is the thing. I, I Of course, I appreciate it. It's so thoughtful because you thought of me for one. And then yeah. you pick something that you thought you'd like to see on me, yes. which is so great. It, like it's such a, it's very intimate. I think yes. it's extremely, for me, it's very intimate. It is. And then of course, you always choose things. They're just gorgeous. And when you pick these things and I see them and I know, oh my God, you always joke about like, I have super great taste in this. Yeah. And of course you do. But <laughs> what it, what really matters is how it lands for me. Yeah. That I'm overwhelmed by how good your taste is for what I like. It yeah. isn't that you just have good taste. Yeah. You have good taste that aligns with me in some way. Yeah. And I love it. So then I think about you all the time, of course. That's the plan. And when I think of you and I think of, I'm going to sit across him and he's going to look at me, yeah. which is often why we sit like this. I think because we like to look at each other. When we're, yeah. We love to hold each other. We do that too. But I think we do that because we want to see each other. Yeah. I wear the earrings to show you yeah. that it matters. Right. And this is a context of adornment of a yes. slave, right? Yes. So and I'm, yeah, I'm and not, you're, you're my I'm property. Your sleeve. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I get that world. And I will say that she's adjusting to the experience of being a slave yeah. through this. And she's also struggling with personhood. Like she's actually, she wants to be like, she wants prince. to be desired. Yeah. She wants to be desired. She wants to be for the prince yeah. and desired by him. She yeah. desires him. But she also is recognizing like where she lives in this hierarchy. Let's be honest about this. She it still has a hop for Prince Alexei. Okay, yes, she does. So yeah. you know she's all, oh, I love you, Prince. Well, yeah. she love hates him because she, <laughs> you know, she loves him enough until he hurts her with his right. punishment. She actually cried when she when he talked about whipping her. Right. Yeah. However, Prince Alexei doesn't get to hurt her at all. No. She just gets to admire him naked, yeah. hard as a rock. <laughs> all the time That's so, so i think it's <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> you know what's really do you funny? love your master who has the whip do you, or... know, do you know what's really funny about this what is this was uh, written as a fairy tale back in like the something hundreds right right they needed viagra <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> on the, the master side yeah 
where they currently are, where all the other people are slaves. Yeah. I think what's funny is they must just be completely like, cause of the, it's like they're the top kingdom. That's right. why everyone else sends people to them. Apparently, so they're yeah. like the, the head honcho kingdom, right. meaning they're making total bank. They never have to do <laughs> shit. Right. So they're just leaving this total hedonistic life. Right. Like I'm feeling horny. I'm going to walk down the slaves hall and touch right. a few breasts or right. whatever, whatever or punishment right. hall and right. watch them all hung up like pretzels right. and fuck with them. Right. It's, Hedonistic at the most extreme basic level. level. No, it's extreme. It's but ex- it's definitely extreme. It's basic hedonism. But I'm saying to the extreme. it's it's yeah. I, it's this is medieval vibes. <laughs> Theoretically, I think she's just in bed stroking herself when she writes. <laughs> yeah, she must be dictating as she's talking. You know, like this is what I'm going to write. It's funny. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!